SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Welcome back to the Sportsbeat KC Podcast. This is Jesse Newell, KUB reporter for the Kansas City Star. I'm joined once again this week by CJ Moore of Bleacher Report and The Athletic. CJ, how you doing this week? Jesse, what's going on, brother? Hey, uh, not too much, not too much. And we actually have a special guest this week, CJ, someone who you've gotten to know very well here over the last few months. Uh, finishing <laughs> Probably up, too well. Yeah, I fin- see too much of him. <laughs> finishing up a huge project, Beyond the Streak, uh, the new book, Jason King of Bleacher Report. Jason, how you doing? Well, I've done books for both of you guys now, so uh, I'm surprised. You know, I guess the fact that Jesse and I are still friends bodes well for CJ. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but got lucky working with both of y'all. Very helpful. Very helpful. I say thanks for having me on. Yeah, friends might be too strong, Jason. I don't know. I mean, maybe you feel that way about me, but uh, we might be going a little too far with that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like, Je- Jason. He's going to be coming out hard. <laughs> Like what are we? <laughs> like a bad relationship. What, what what are we even? I don't even know. No, but uh, you guys can anyway. Now it's been a hectic, hectic few days here. Hectic few days with the with the book coming out. But uh, I'm glad to be done with it, and hopefully people will like it. Yeah, this is usually the fun part from working on the first book with you. But uh, beyond the streak, untold stories from Kansas basketball's unrivaled Big Twelve reign. Uh, like you said, it's going to be hitting bookstores here coming soon, and uh, 512 pages from you guys. So just wanted to get a little bit of discussion about the book, what goes into it, and again, I know from the first one that me and you did, Jason, that uh, there's so much behind the scenes, so much trying to get these people, but I did just kind of want to pick both your guys' brains about um, the process with this one. I guess I'll start with you, Jason. Just uh, what made you want to start a- another book with KU Basketball, and, and what made you think that uh, this was an appropriate topic to, to come out with a- another book for this season? Well, you know, initially I just got kind of bored. <laughs> I wasn't getting a ton of work at Bleacher Report over the summer, and I thought, I need a summer project. And I had been thinking all along, though, that this streak was, was so phenomenal and, and something that probably just didn't get enough attention nationally. But you know, if you actually cover the sport, you realize what a feat it is. And I thought, you know, it needs to be kind of commemorated in a book. And and uh, I, I just thought it'd be something KU fans would be interested in. And I just wanted to go a little more in depth, you know, with some of these stories and, and some of these players. And you know, beyond the fog, the book you and I did, Jesse. I mean, that kind of cut off in 2011, and you know, there's been six seasons since then that you know hadn't really been written about. Uh, and then and I thought we could go back even to the ones that we'd already covered. You know, from 05 to 11 and, and dig a little deeper there so that's why i decided to do it um really had no idea it would take off like it did as far as uh the number of people we would interview initially i was like i ah, maybe we should interview a few opponents let's call jacob Pullen or whatever but excuse me let's call george Niang. but I, never did i think that we would end up interviewing you know darn near 50 opposing players and coaches and uh, in my opinion that's that's one of the best part of the book, parts of the book is not just the the perspective from KU players, but just hearing from you know Kim English and <clears throat> Quincy Acey and, and Kevin Durant about you know some of the big games they played against Kansas and just some of the general thoughts they have on Kansas. So again, it just kind of snowballed and got bigger and bigger, and uh, I got more and more excited about it as it went on because uh, we kept getting great stuff, and that just made us want to interview more people. But finally, we cut it off at a whopping 107 people and. 
512 pages and decided, okay, let's let's go to print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, CJ, because I know from from reading some of this already that uh, you did a lot of the interviews of these guys that were uh, the the opposing players, the Pullins and those guys of the world. So I guess who did you enjoy interviewing most, and what are some of the uh, the top things you got from those guys when when they were talking about KU basketball? Oh man, it's it's tough to pick just one because they were all they, they were almost more fun sometimes than the KU guys I interviewed, which th- those those guys were fun to go down memory lane as well. But um, you know, it's kind of a how d- those vivid the memories uh, are of the like opponents, and you know how much like how significant it is to beat KU like st- stands out like from from the George Niang interview for instance, and you know some of these guys like Jacob Pullen, he was he wasn't sure about talking to me. Because he was like, so you want me to talk about getting my butt beat <laughs> over and over again <laughs> by Kansas? And I kept working on him and working on him. And finally, you know, I, I got a hold of him. And we talked for an hour. Like, he was awesome. And uh, But, but you know, the significance of beating KU, go back to George, he told me the first time they beat Kansas, it was that game, if you remember, at the Sprint Center where, where Brennan Green, you know, barrels over him and cuts his eye open. And he has to go back into the back and is, is getting stitches. And he's trying to, um, you know, get back out there before the end because he was like, I wanted to see the look on Bill Self's face when we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, I thought that was, you know, pretty funny. And, and George has some some really, really fun anecdotes in there. But um, just, you know, hearing those guys and, and, and how much that game means to them every year, you just get a sense of even, you know, how significant this streak is and like how much KU uh, how important that program is to the, the conference not to just you know KU fans but to, to other teams like how much they value a win against them and kind of how the, what their perception is of the program Jason I know you did a lot of interviews but I, I kind of want to put you on the spot who was the who was the favorite one you talked to or who do you think you got the most out of or just the most enjoyable to talk to for this project well first of all I want to say that you know of all the opponents that we we discussed and it would be the person that you would at least expect to, to give you the shaft just based on his good guy reputation but Buddy Heald uh, declined uh, to talk uh, for the book because he didn't want to uh, do anything to help Kansas <laughs> so wow he's still a little bitter about the, still a little bit bitter about losing I guess and um, you know he's always been so nice even to me personally I've done stories on him but so we ended up pulling a quote or two just from Buddy Heal that I actually got when I covered that game when he scored 46 and just using it to kind of help the narrative. But, yeah, I was surprised by that. But as far as my favorite person overall, <laughs> you know, it, it was this way with the last book too, Jesse, with Beyond the Fog, as you remember. I mean, Sharon Collins is just, you know, he has no filter. And uh, <laughs> as a reporter, you love that. And, you know, I, I think my interview with him for the first book was two hours. This one was about two hours. And, he, he just doesn't care. He, you know, time loosens lips, I guess, because he's just uh, very candid about the good and the bad. I mean, great stories he tells about the KUME rivalry and his his feelings on Missouri fans, which I probably uh, don't want to say here with the, with the four-letter words, but you can read some of them in the book. And uh, But, again, it's just you got to love a guy like him who's just, uh, you know, he loves KU. He, he's realizing more and more now you know, how much that program changed his life. Uh, so he was great. Tyshawn Taylor uh, was excellent. And I think the surprise of the book would probably be Tariq Black. Uh, you know, almost didn't even interview him for the book. We were getting kind of down to the wire, and we thought, let's just do a few more. And, uh, and we, we called him, and he ended up being one of the best uh, people in the whole book. So those are some of the ones I enjoyed. 
Yeah, CJ, I, I did want to mention this too and talk about this. You know, Beyond the Fog, how we did it was basically every chapter was a player. So you would go along with the narrative and that player would kind of discuss how he viewed the season. This one's a little bit different. And I know this has kind of went some back and forth between you and Jason. This one is more is an oral history of what happened. So can you just discuss that part of the book and uh, why you wanted uh, or felt like the, the oral history would be kind of a good way to tell the story of the streak? Yeah, uh, originally, you know, we were thinking of um, doing oral histories on just like picking out a handful of the best games and doing oral histories on those. And as we, you know, as I started doing some of these interviews and I started started reading what Jason got, more and more, I, you know, I had read oral histories in the past and, and Loose Balls is, is one of the best basketball books out there. And, you know, I've read that one. And, and I just, the, from what we were starting to get and, and how I felt like to put this together, it just made a lot more sense with the number of voices to, to do it in that format. I just thought the, the narrative like flowed a lot better. And uh, I, I had to work on Jason convincing him a little bit, but, but <laughs> I, I, I did a sample chat, like the first chapter of the book. Um, that way to just kind of give give an idea of like kind of how it would look and as we talked and and kind of thought it over more and more and went back and forth we really figured out like this is the way we we you know th- this is the way the story needs to be told with with voices weighing in on different things and and i really really think it came together um well and i mean jesse you, you've i know you've read a couple chapters you you can you can let us know <laughs> you can give a, a harsh review here if you want but uh i, I think it was the right way to, to tell the story yeah, I just think with the years, how it goes, and, uh, you know, Jason, and we can speak to this too, we, we face this a little bit in Beyond the Fog, which is sometimes guys are telling good stories, but they sometimes repeat themselves over, you know, and like, so mm-hmm. you'll have it in the same story, so it seemed to me when I was reading this that this was a good way to kind of have every year be encapsulated in and of itself, and that way you can combine all those stories in together with themselves, instead of having guys... Uh, repeat themselves every chapter. I guess I'll, I'll I'll open the floor to you, Jason. I mean, uh, you got to see the final product at the very end. Were you happy with how the oral history uh, format worked out? Yeah, it was totally the way to go. The only reason I was leery at first is I'm kind of the big believer, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, you know, we had gotten such good, positive reviews uh, from Beyond the Fog, and everyone liked it so much. I liked it. I thought, man, let's not, let's not mess with what works here. But, uh, you know, when you're talking about individual seasons, uh, it was just tough to say, okay, we're going to do chapters on all these 40 players, and, and but then but then have them relive specific seasons because all of a sudden you may be reading about the KUK State game from you know someone and on page 50, and then you go to page 273 and you're hearing similar stories from another player. It just made more sense to kind of put all those stories about those particular games and moments together and do a, a chapter on each season and make it an oral history of that season. So. That's the way uh, we did, and I'm, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I don't know if the book would be nearly as good as if, if we did uh, if we had done it the old way in this particular situation. I always like to ask uh, or, or to know about these sorts of stories because it's not something you can get with the book. But uh, Jason, who was the toughest guy to get, or who did you go to the greatest lengths to get? Because I know sometimes to chase down these people or to get in contact with them or to get through to their people that you want to talk to them, it can sometimes be a, kind of a crazy mm-hmm. process. Well, there were several, you know, I mean, uh, Thomas Robinson initially was was difficult, you know, because he's kind of down in the dumps about his NBA situation. He had to go overseas, and he was just kind of bitter and didn't want to talk. But I basically just went out to California and just tracked him down and said, listen, I'm here. <laughs> Can we please meet at this gym tomorrow where you're working out? And he finally was like, yeah, come on over. And he was great. God, he was one of the top 
three or four interviews of the book. It got a little emotional. I mean, he was just tremendous. Got an hour with him after a workout at the gym. So he was good. You know, the Morris twins, I went to Philadelphia to find them. Uh, you know, they had to <clears throat> reschedule. Uh, I guess you could call it a few times <laughs> while I was up there. So my, my trip went from a two-day to a four-day. And then I'm the, I only ended up getting one of them. <laughs> so uh, I guess they probably would have said the same stuff anyway. But at least I got Marcus Morris, who was tremendous once I was able to get in front of him. Uh, you know, uh, Joel Embiid took a while, but I was always confident I would get him just because I had a good relationship with him. He's got an incredible publicist, and I was in contact with her for like three months. And we finally made that happen with a one-on-one uh, private sit-down when he was in town for the 76ers game. And then there was other guy. There was you know, there's only a handful of people we didn't get. Wiggins was one. Uh, and honestly, I don't care because he's probably the worst interview in the history of Kansas sports. And I just didn't really want to put all this effort in the track of him down. I mean, he wouldn't even talk to me uh, at Bill Self's induction ceremony. Uh, and even when he does talk, he doesn't have much to say. So he's not really in there, at least with his voice. There's certainly a ton of discussion about him. Uh, and then, um, you know, Frank Mason right now is just a, a bit of a difficult interview. Uh, you know, CJ did that one, but, uh, Lots of us were making every attempt we could to chase him down, and it was just hard to do. You know, a lot of times, right after guys get out of college, I mean, their heads are big. He's just one national player of the year. It's just, it just gets harder and harder to really, you know, get these guys uh, once they're out just to sit down with you for, for 30 minutes. And when we finally did, he, he, he probably went one of the better interviews of the book, but that's fine. I mean, we had plenty of other good quotes on him and, and, and from him over the years. So th- those were some of the. The, the stories that you know I, that stand out to me when it comes to pursuing people and the surprise I think you know CJ and I talked about it was Wayne Selvin and actually CJ did that interview and uh, I was interviewing Ben McLemore about 20 feet away we were in Memphis after a Grizzlies workout and my interview with McLemore was going great uh, but I looked over and I look at CJ and, and Wayne and Wayne just standing up like mimicking a, a play from Joel Embiid in a practice and he's laughing and dying and and uh, cracking up and I was just so excited to see that because I think Wayne when he was in college was a little difficult to talk to not because he was rude he just really wasn't interested in, in doing a lot of media but man he he was perfect for this book and um, really came through and I, and I like seeing him happy and in a good place right now because he he seems to really you know be playing and, and living with a free mind yeah I, I think that's what's interesting too about this book that maybe a lot of you guys try to talk about it but it maybe doesn't come out as much as just that I mean you're talking about going to California and Philadelphia and Memphis I mean this isn't something that you just mm-hmm. kind of sit around in your on your you know in your office you know calling people up it's not that simple you have to go out and find these people and so that's why these projects when they're done you feel really proud of them is because you know the amount of work that it took to go and even get mm-hmm. one of the 107 people that are interviewed in this book so um, all of this can kind of be uh, put together at the very end I want to ask both you guys before we uh, before we wrap up here in a few minutes, CJ, uh, you know, it's 512 pages, so I don't feel like you're going to give anything away too much where the people won't go buy the book, <laughs> but favorite story, favorite anecdote uh, that, that you were able to get for the book uh, that, that's, that's going to be in there if people go ahead and buy it and they read it. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's really, 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 really tough to say. Um, I think that uh, since I already gave a George Dane one, I'll, I'll give another because that's, that's my guy. I, I love me some George Dane. You don't like George at all, do you? Yeah, I don't like him at all. That's my guy, man. Unbelievable. Uh, Maybe it's I, uh, or or whatever you call him. <laughs> look, look, CJ and George, they are friends, Jason. That, that, that's very good. I, I, think, I think they uh, are. He, so so he he's uh god you know I love him but I, I I'll admit it he he was I think it was the uh, 2014 game 
where they were at, uh, I believe they were at Allen, and Andrew Wiggins was at the free throw line, like about to seal it with like under a minute left, maybe um, go up like maybe seven or eight or something like that. And uh, Joel Embiid leaned over to him and he said, well, I guess that's it, huh? And George is like, man, F you. Like, come on, man. But like George said after, he's like, nah, I look back at it. It was, it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, so th- there's little stuff like that to where just like some, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And, man, the Iowa State, Jason can speak to this too. Like Jamari has an awesome, awesome quote about Iowa State and the, the Elijah Johnson game. And um, Fred Hoiberg has some, some, awesome, some pretty awesome quotes in, in there as well that, that I was able to get. And um, he was really, really fun talking about it. So the, the Iowa State and KU stuff, other than K, KU Missouri, what we got from there, I think is is some of the most fun in-game stuff in the in the book. Jason, would you agree with that? Oh, I love the the oral history of the Elijah Johnson, you know, game at Iowa State. Great stuff in there. Uh, I think the best portion of the book would be the, the oral history of the KU Missouri game at Allen Fieldhouse. You know, not only do we talk to all the key players from Kansas, you know, Tyshawn Taylor, Thomas Robinson. Uh, Travis Relaford, Kevin Young. You know, we also talked to um, Michael Dixon, Marcus uh, Denman, <clears throat> Kim English. <clears throat> excuse me, and they were great. So I'll just let you delve into that one on your own. Obviously, Kevin Durant uh, had a nice chat with him uh, in Augusta, South Carolina, talking about traveling. Uh, met with him in his hotel suite out there. Talked about the 07 uh, KU Texas game. That's a great quote portion of the book. Um, but what was I going to say? You know, I think my favorite anecdote, I mean, there's a really good one on Joel Embiid sitting in Norm Roberts' office trying to decide whether they're in the draft, and he's crying and uh, saying, I don't want to go, and, and things like that. Well, that's already been uh, published in the Star as an excerpt. And by the way, that 2007 Durant game, the whole entire oral history of that game is on Bleacher Report today. They ran it as a favor to me. <laughs> that was my stuff. They ran the excerpt. Uh, so you can read that. But the one that hasn't gotten out there yet that I love is uh, you know, I mentioned Sharon Collins earlier, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he tells a hilarious story. There, there's a lot of good Missouri-Kansas rivalry stuff, you know, K-State rivalry stuff. But the one Sharon mentioned was he was at a uh, at the hotel in Columbia. I believe it was his junior year, the night before Kansas played Missouri in Columbia, and someone uh, he assumes it was the Antlers <clears throat> had 20 to 30 pizzas delivered to his room like at one in the morning like he got a knock on the door and there was this pizza delivery guy sitting there with like 20 pizzas and there are 30 pizzas and he opened them up and it was all like it was like black olive and pineapple or anchovy and <laughs> onion and and he, he and he figured that the hotel or someone at the hotel was in on it because no one is supposed to go on their floor uh without you know some kind of pass or something so he figured that the pizza delivery guys up here the hotel must be in on it too so he took all the pizzas and the hotel had a balcony where you could look over and look down into the lobby, and he threw all the pizzas over the balcony, and they landed right flat smack dab in the middle of the lobby at two in the morning. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he was. And then he said he stood there. Kinda, yeah. Uh, and, then he, and then I said, Did you run off? And no one would see. He's like, No, I stood there and looked down and make sure they knew it was me. You know? <laughs> so, uh, I, that was hilarious. Uh, there's another one. I, I'm not even going to reveal too much, but it's hilarious. It's about Sharon in the middle of the night trying to, to sneak in a late night snack uh, before the championship game and 
gets nabbed by one of his players because he was supposed to be on this strict diet. But uh, but uh, hopefully people will search that one out in the book. But another thing I want to say too that, that's really great about this thing is throughout the book, you know, sometimes you want to like put stuff in there besides pictures just to break up all the gray space and all the text and the copy and you know and came up with about twenty five to thirty lists all related to the streak and the Big Twelve. You know, the top ten games of the streak, the top ten opposing performances, you know, performances by an opponent in the streak, top 10 performances by a KU player, top 10 defenders during the streak, you know, just anything you can think of. You know, I mean, some of it's just kind of crazy. Top 10 walk-ons, <laughs> you know, that's, I'm sure that's the one that's going to get read the most. But, uh, so, just a lot of fun stuff in there, stats from every season, the All-Big 12 team from every season's in there, uh, results, game-by-game results. So, there's just a lot of uh, good stuff in there just besides the actual uh, oral histories. Yeah. And hey, Je- Jesse helped us a little bit with those lists. So, yeah. any of the any of the lists that you feel like were poorly put together <laughs> or that the order is messed up, those were Jesse's lists. And hit him up on Twitter. But but all of them that you know, well, I, I disagree. Are, are put together well. Jesse and, I, <laughs> Jesse and I kept you from putting George Yang off the top of everything. <laughs> we had to bump. I had to bump George off. I personally bumped George from the top 10 Big 12 players. We had him at 10, and then we realized we had forgotten somebody that we definitely needed in there. So I, I did the hard thing, and I bumped my board George. And you, you, You've got to admit it, Jason. I did it. I bumped him, and I didn't even yeah. argue about it. <laughs> and, then, and then you just insisted we put Scott Drew high up on a list. That <laughs> yeah, that was me. Oh, wait, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has their guy. Uh, I think that's what we're learning right here. Well, real quick, yeah. before we wrap up and let everybody know uh, kind of where you can get this stuff, uh, Jason, I wanted to mention quick, too, uh, another thing that can make this book as well is uh, the chats with Bill Self. And I know he, he mm. was very generous with his time, too. Yeah. So can you go into just quick detail about what you were able to get from Bill Self in this book? Yeah, he was great. I mean, you know, we met with him twice just because there's 13 seasons to go over, so it's hard to do that in one interview. So I think each interview was an hour and a half. First one was in his office. Second one was at Henry T's uh, right before he was supposed to practice. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, I, he was just hilarious going over stuff. And uh, I don't I don't want to share too many anecdotes. I can't really remember all of them right now. But basically I just appreciate his willingness to be helpful with this because, I mean, you know, he he may write another book of his own someday, and some of this he may want to put in there. But he he definitely was was candid and gave us some good stuff. So, uh, the, you know, I I think I even mentioned in the book at one point, like when he got hired back in two thousand and three, I got an email. I don't even remember who it was from. It was some some column and stuff in Champaign, Illinois, and they said, hey, you know, the media right now after they write their their stories on Bill Self's hire, and they should go to a bar and have a party because you guys just got the best media the most media friendly coach in college basketball in Lawrence Kansas and he goes your job just got a lot easier <laughs> and uh you know 15 years later uh he's right I mean and there's not a lot of coaches that would be as gracious with their their time and as helpful as he was so certainly appreciate that all right the, well look, that, the, 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 I, was, I was gonna ask something the, the, the first one we had with him in his office it was like a Friday night and man I, I, I don't know about you Jason but I felt like we could have like sat there and talked all night and he he almost was enjoying it so much that like he mm-hmm. you know I, I think he lost track of time too eventually we're like all right we gotta we gotta go like we gotta leave him alone but yeah we sent we CJ and I just decided to cut it off at 2011 the first interview and so it's like okay Bill we'll do it and he goes you don't want to talk about the Missouri game the next year I'm like <laughs> 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 like, we I was like, well, Van, it's been an hour and a half. I thought you were about done. <laughs> I was like, we'll save that for next time. And then, like, the second one, we 
we left and uh that night i figured i would just send him a text saying thank you and i said i did I, you know i did i said hey thanks for the time and he goes he goes three he texted me back he's like three freaking hours worth of interviews he goes she goes that's that's more than i did for my own autobiography or for my own biography <laughs> with john Rody years ago <laughs> and then he's like he goes i hope you sell a few or hope it does well or something but he was just you know being funny as always but uh yeah he, he's great to work with and let, let me say this too some of the best stuff in that book comes from his assistants. I mean, Norm Roberts and Jarence Howard, particularly, just incredible stories. So they were all they were all great as well. Yeah, well, and, and like Jason said earlier, there's excerpts at the Kansas City Star. So if you Google it, just say you know, uh, Beyond the Street, Kansas City Star. You'll find those online. As Jason said on Bleacher Report. So real quickly, Jason, I'll let you guys, uh, I'll let you talk about where people can get the book, where they're available, uh, and where you guys are going to be for signings. Yeah, I mean, I just got it uh, last night in my hands, and right now I uh, just delivered copies to Rally House uh, by Oak Park Mall. Uh, here shortly, they'll, they'll also be at you know the Rally House in Olathe and Leewood. Uh, probably by Friday, they'll be out there in Lawrence and Shawnee Mission and all those Rally House stores. Uh, you know, Dillon's will be carrying it as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure Costco here will be shortly, as well as Barnes and Noble. Uh, you know, there's just so much sometimes when you're a self-publisher uh, like I am, it's, it, there's just so much corporate red tape you have to, to go through to get books in these big corporate stores. You can't just walk up and say, hey, I got a book. And they say, okay. They're like, well, we have to call our office in uh, Holt, Michigan, and they need to review a copy. And, you know, so it just takes a while. So, um, but, you know, fans that want it immediately should go to pretty much any Rally House location in Kansas City. A few today, like I said, Oak Park, Molly, Wood, Olathe, and then any of them on Friday. By Friday, they'll all have it. And uh, and also, if you're out of town and, you know, you want to order it, um, I would go to kubook.net, kubook.net. You can read all about it there and order it online. And finally, if you want to get one today, another place is to come to one of our signings. Uh, CJ and I are going to be at Johnny's Tavern on Shawnee Mission Parkway from 3 to 6. And then we're going to go to a separate Johnny's location uh, in Prairie Village on 83rd and Mission. We'll be there from 6.30 to 9. So 3 to 6 on Johnny Mission Parkway, 6.30 to 9, Prairie Village, Johnny's tonight, uh, Wednesday the 22nd. So hope to see some people out there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Wednesday is the 22nd is the date for that, and I'm sure you guys will have a few more as it goes down the line. But, yeah, if you're out of town, kubook.net, and then uh, obviously it'll be around some Kansas City and Lawrence area bookstores coming up here shortly. And uh, $26.95 is uh, what's on the website, and uh, I know from past experiences that the book makes for a great Christmas present for the KU fan in your oh, family. Yeah. It's just kind of the perfect thing if you know somebody who likes KU, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. Um, they'll love this and, and eat it up. So, anyway, uh, Jason, I want to preach. Thanks for taking the time to talk about this. Uh, I appreciate it. And CJ, uh, I'm sure you guys are both glad that this process uh, is now at this stage and that you can kind of enjoy what what's happened with it moving forward. But uh, like I said, Jason, thanks for coming on. Well, I appreciate it. Well, I'm just you know, I mean, I had to write a 512 page book to get on your podcast, but if that's what it takes, I'll just do one a year. You know, <laughs> come on. What's... No, I'm giving you a hard time. It, it would be I mean, much... you know, you got Shay Wildebor on all the time. It's, I, it's, no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's not true. true. That's not true. Listen, it, it, it's it's in my contract that uh, that you're oh, not yeah. here. I I made a I I I made a special exception this time. Listen, it would be a lot <laughs> do easier. Hear, do you share half your Do you share half your money with George or? <laughs> it, money it, your contract money and podcasts <laughs> hey jason let me explain something let me explain something me and shay are friends okay so oh, okay does that make I more know. sense to you 
Oh, oh, and we're, oh no. Ah, Just yeah. like a story. We're wrapping it back up to the beginning. Okay. I'm ringing that bell again, Jason. Right. That's what we do in writing, for there sure. That is what we do. Just like Frank DeFord of SI, for sure. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up there for Jason and for CJ. This is Jesse. Thanks for checking out the Sports Beat KC podcast, and be sure to tune in for another episode next week. SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase.